find us soon enough nickish podcast episode 12 the garden the brow and the unicorn Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 12th episode of the Nickish Podcast. My name is Mo, and I'm here with Nafi, and shit, there's so much going on in the NBA. I We got we to gotta get straight to it, man. How are you feeling right now? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. It's, uh, it's getting spicy out there. You know what I mean? The NBA. Shit, dog. This is exactly why us two shitheads made a podcast, so we don't just... Uh, keep exchanging private messages between each other. Our, our, our random our random gibberish and rambles are going to be broadcast to the world. So, yeah. Get it popping. Yeah. For, you know, for those of you who, you know, who don't really follow the NBA, you, ha- you have to realize that the, now that the trade deadline is coming up next week, so many things go on in the NBA. And, you know, you and I were kind of worried that not much was going to happen. And then yesterday, a bombshell, uh, superstar Anthony Davis, the brow, saying that he might want to come to the Knicks or Lakers, but at the end of the day, he wants to leave his team, and that just opens the door to so many different possibilities. You talking about a bombshell, son? That shit is Hiroshima Nagasaki-level <laughs> shit right there, son. Motherfucking Woj came out the fucking rafters with a fucking atom bomb and just blew up everybody's fucking <laughs> week. It's only Tuesday, dog. <laughs> motherfucking news just dropped oh. on Monday. Woo! <laughs> All right, let's 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 get into it. So, all right. Anthony Davis, you you well, might have heard of him. Let's all right, yeah, but, go ahead. Keep 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 going. Let's let's hear about Anthony Davis. Who is he? Um, uh, he's a fella, tall fella, I think. Play plays a little bit of basketball, a little bit of shooty hoops. Um, for for the New Orleans Pelicans. I know it's a dumb team name for our listeners that are not familiar. There is a team called the Pelicans in the league. It's weird, but he's pretty good. But uh, I'd wager to say he's not bad at this sport and. Uh, his impending free agency in 2020, mind you, has been a story since like the summer. Been bubbling underneath uh, all the NBA news, that all the transactions that uh, yo, this is the, like basically like amongst all the NBA fans and NBA reporters that this is the this is the one big thing that's coming. You know what I mean? It's, it's like a storm was brewing for a minute. Like yo, 
once the AD Anthony Davis sweepstakes pop pop pops off, like it's gonna get real. And honestly, for what maybe the last year or so, the conversation's always been, yo, he's gonna go to Boston. Like at Danny Ainge, so racking up the assets, trying to get his next big three. You know, AD Kyrie and um whatever. Hear me, I guess uh, Gordon Hayward before he blew his foot off his foot or whatever, but. <laughs> Um, and like LeBron, <laughs> the some, some fellow named LeBron James. Um, also, our listeners might be familiar. I don't know. He he went to the Lakers, and uh, once uh, he went to the Lakers, you know, obviously big storyline. Who's gonna come with him? Kawhi didn't go. PG didn't even take a meeting with LA, so it looked like LA got left hanging. Boom! In the summer, what happens? Anthony Davis, best big man in the league. I'd wager to say that's a fact. Yeah. Signs with Clutch Sports. That's Clutch with a K. Um, for those who are not also familiar, Clutch Sports is a is a uh, agency um, run by Rich Paul. And if you're not familiar, he's not no no relation to Chris Paul. Odd, I know it's weird. Two guys with two first names as names. Um, he also happens to be a very good friend of LeBron James, a childhood friend. Um, they're pals, so to speak. And he is an agent, and he signed Anthony Davis as a client. And he also happens to be LeBron fucking James's agent. So the story right there and the link that every fan, everybody with two sets of eyes and ears uh, has been saying is, uh, yeah, AD's L.A. bound. But then, whoa, whoa and behold, yesterday the news drops, AD officially requests a trade, and our very own New York Knickerbockers found their way into the waiver into the, the the transaction or not the transaction what am i saying the the, the news so to speak apparently mr uh, davis would be open to coming to the knicks and the knicks by all counts by adrian wojernowski of espn you know the big guy the one that breaks every news uh, by mark stein in new york times by brian windhorse uh, who, who's basically lebron's a pet gerbil almost you know what i mean i'm pretty sure he hangs around in lebron's <laughs> back pocket on his free time and uh, Bleach World put today, Rick Buecher, they all said the Knicks are being aggressive and putting together a package to go after AD. And I think I, it was an article I read yesterday that uh, of all the teams in the East, the Knicks are the premier East Eastern Conference contender in the AD sweepstakes. And I'll, I'll let you take it from there because my adrenaline is already pumping at the very possibility of that unibroad motherfucker being an MSG dog. So let's yeah. And I, I guarantee there are definitely some people who are wondering who listen to our other episodes. Why are we suddenly wanting this guy after we were praising the tank and talking about Zion Williamson and Christos Porzingis and development of players? This kind of moment doesn't happen often. A possibility ever. ever. A possibility ever. of signing a generational player. This guy is top five can easily become top one in the future, and he's only 26 years old. He's only He only has to enter his prime. He has been on a bad team, and he is the type of player that wants to be in a big market team that's basically New York and Los Angeles and be on a winning team. Now, the next question is, are, are the Knicks that kind of team? They definitely aren't a winning team. They've only won 10 games this season, but they can be with Anthony Davis and the upcoming free agency class because there's another fella Right, who's going to be a couple a of fellas agent. in a couple. this graded free, free agency? A couple of fellas that also happen to be very fond of Anthony Davis's game. I, I think I read somewhere there's uh, a little guy named Kyrie Irving currently plays for uh, the Boston uh, Celtics, I believe they are. Yeah, they're he kind of close friends. friends. Yeah, they they happen yeah, to be yeah, pretty he, good friends, right? 
Yeah, well, you yeah, best pals, BFFs, you know, <laughs> spending like mad spare time together in a treehouse somewhere. Like, <laughs> and Kyrie was interested in the Knicks last season too, so there's that connection. Um, and you know, at at the end of the day, when you get a chance to get a generational player like that, you gotta go all in because the Knicks have been a terrible team for too long. They haven't won a title since 1973, and a generational player like Anthony Davis, the Brow, can help you get to that point. Mm-hmm. And uh, Zach Lowe, probably the best NBA writer, uh, pound for pound, line for line, in terms of just like his acumen as a as a basketball writer, his basketball knowledge and analysis. Uh, he made a, he wrote an article about a month or two ago saying that uh, AD an AD trade would probably be the biggest like star trade since like Shaq to the Miami Heat and probably the biggest star transaction since LeBron left Cleveland for Miami and or since Shaq signed with LA in the year in 96 um, because Anthony Davis is that fucking good and as you mentioned he just turned 26 um he's his numbers are fucking video game numbers there's not a more complete big man in the game and uh, yeah, I think I just jizzed my pants at the thought of him in a Knicks form. So <laughs> well, okay. So now, now, now the question is: Are we as Knicks fans two guys willing to see Kristaps Porzingis, our foundational piece, currently walk and go to the Pelicans in exchange for Anthony Davis? And the answer is hell yes, definitely, absolutely. As much as we love Porzingis, as much as we respect him and everything he's done for the Knicks, which you know, hasn't been too many games. He's been in 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 the, in the league for a few years. Anthony Davis is too good to not try to sign, even if it's at at the expense of Kristaps Porzingis. And um, to go on your uh, previous point about why two fans that have been uh, riding the tank wave um, would uh, kind of pivot to this, it's the whole tanking argument is based on optimizing your chances to get a star. It's about the process to rebuild put yourself in a position to get a star through the draft and or build your assets up to acquire a star. That's why the Sixers had their trust the process movement. They got the draft picks. They got two studs in the draft, Simmons and Embiid. And then their assets that they accumulated, they used to get another star in Jimmy Butler. So this is that blueprint. And we're in a unique position because getting AD would have give us a bird in the hand and – we still got money this summer where um, Kevin Durant, multiple-time scoring champ, two-time finals MVP, second-best player in the league right now, former MVP, would be a free mm-hmm. agent. Kyrie Irving, free agent. Klay Thompson, free agent. Kawhi Leonard, free agent. Jimmy Butler, the aforementioned Jimmy Butler, free agent. Um, Kemba Walker, who, yep. as good a player as he is, all-star starter, uh, by the way. So shout-out to Kemba, rep, rep in New York, the one – great New York basketball player left in the league right now, I think. These guys are all free agents. And if we put ourselves in a position where we could be in the conversation to get a player of AD's caliber, the best big man in the league, probably the best player to ever come available like this in a minute, and be able to procure another star this summer, like you, this is what it's all about. This is why rebuilding, this is what rebuilding is all about to put you in a position to get stars because stars win championships in, in the NBA. And we haven't seen that since our, our parents were our age. You know what I mean? Or nobody's seen that since our parents were our age. Yeah. So 
And yeah. that's why we've been a shitty team the last few few seasons. We are tanking this season, but the Knicks have been bad, and we've been getting lottery picks many times the last five years. And you know, you know, people want to compare this to the Carmelo Anthony trade that happened back in 2011. Uh, when, when, yeah, when the Knicks traded for him, uh, even though he was going to be a free agent later that season, he expressed high interest in joining the Knicks, and the Knicks traded uh, a lot of their you know, high-valued pieces to get Carmelo Anthony. But this is a completely different uh, story versus a Carmelo Anthony trade because Carmelo Anthony is nothing compared to Anthony Davis right now. I'm going to have to begrudgingly concur with you, and that's because I'm a fucking big Melo fan. As am like, I. That's my yeah. guy. That, that, that's our guy. You know what I mean? But, like, yeah, we got to call a spade a spade and keep it real. Like, on his best day, Melo couldn't touch AD as good as he is right now. As good as AD is right now, Melo's never been that good. Because AD does have both ends of the floor. He could be a defensive player of the year. He could be an MVP. He scores the mm-hmm. ball. He blocks anybody in the NBA right now. Melo, defense, never never were two things that went together. Exactly. And the thing is, people are going to see it, or people are going to wonder, like, how quickly are we going to turn against our large unicorn son? Like, how, how dare we? But, yo, like, much love to KP. But KP's coming off an ACL, and the hope with KP is that he becomes 90% of what AD already is. Right. You know what I mean? AD's already there, and guess what? He'll, he'll still get better. He, he The season he came out with handles, son, I see him whip out a sham god like every other game. You know what I mean? Like, he's only going to keep getting better because he just started his prime. Like, and generational talents like AD, like LeBron, like KD – once they get into their prime, they keep getting better. They're not like average NBA players that like kind of top out and plateau once they get to their mid-20s. Like, nah, these guys, like history will show you, the legendary level kind of players that keep getting better. And our beloved Knicks franchise is subtly in the conversation to get them. And I got a question for you, though. What about what about Boston? What's uh, what's going on with them? How come they in, in the combo? Do you want to do you drop that knowledge, sure. or do you want me to take that? Well, the, the, the NBA came up with some form of a rule when that they can't – because they signed Kyrie Irving, or they – I don't know if they traded for him. No, they, they, they signed Kyrie Irving. For, but for whatever reason, Kyrie and Anthony Davis right now can't be on the same team until the summer, which is a huge deal because the trade deadline is February 7th, and if Anthony Davis doesn't get traded by then, they'll have to wait till the summer. At that point, Boston will be – a player, and if Boston is a player in in the Anthony Davis sweepstakes, they can trade whatever players that they want and assets that they have, and they have a lot of them, and still keep Kyrie Irving, which they can't do right now. They have to trade away Kyrie Irving, and right now Boston has the best assets in the NBA to trade yeah, for exactly. Anthony Davis, and they could. Jason Tatum is that guy; he's that good, and. But they can't trade for AD right now unless Kyrie's in the deal. Exactly. You know what I mean? And Pelicans ain't going to take Kyrie knowing he could just dip free agency. So, like, the team with the best assets in the league right now basically has to wait on the sidelines until July. So this is the Knicks' best opportunity to get Anthony Davis in a trade. And the Lakers. And the Lakers. So So that's why mm -hmm. you see that urgency right now. You know what I mean? They're just like, yo, we got to try to get a deal done before that trade deadline, what, next week? Because Boston's lurking. So right now you see that urgency on the Lakers. You see that urgency with the Knicks to get into that conversation to like fucking put together a package good enough to get AD to negotiate and get that happen happening. And shit, bro, it's a lot to take in. So shit. so now we got to talk about who 
we as Knicks fans would be willing to see go in in a trade for Anthony Davis because we know the Lakers pretty much everyone is available for trade except for LeBron James and they got guys like Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, Zubak. They got their they got whatever picks that they have. Is that do the Knicks have enough talent and assets to beat that uh, package from the Lakers? What do you think? Uh, that's a wholehearted yes to that question. And uh, as uh, the most latest, uh, most recent report from Bleacher Report uh, via Rick Buecher, he said... Look at um, you, man. You've been reading all the articles. Damn, I can't keep up. But you, you've been on this all day. Damn. Hats off to you. Well, it's 2019. We got phones and internet, bro. I don't know. I don't uh, know what the... But <laughs> there's, dude, there's a, there's a new news breaking out every other minute. But yeah, go ahead. You gotta get your Twitter notification game on point, dog. Just uh, set the notifications for anytime Woj or Shams or fucking Brian Winhorst tweets, and you good money. But nah, I mean to pivot back to the topic at hand. Um, so basically, to uh, via Rick Buecher, he was saying that a package that centers around Chris Stapps Porzingis is uh, more appealing, quote unquote, but uh, according to the sources, to the Pelicans than uh than a package that the Lakers could put together. And on top of that, we have our pick this year, our 2019 pick. And I don't know if uh, if you just tune it into the to our podcast, like one, what the fuck are you doing? And two, <laughs> um, you missed us uh, talking about the, the tank, and uh, we've been tanking very, very well to the point where we're in that conversation for, for the number one pick, who happens to be Zion Williamson. So... That asset, this pick coming up, 2019 draft pick, and Kristaps Porzingis are what are there are big guns basically in any negotiation when we go to. But um, the question at hand is what? What will we be willing to offer in a vacuum? I'm willing to give it all for AD, knowing that we got a big summer ahead of us to get another star. And the reality is, stars want to play with other stars. But um, as anybody will tell you, going into any negotiation, any kind of negotiation, you don't offer your best offer right away. So it's negotiating. You know what I mean? So um, as far as what I'm willing to do to get AD in a vacuum, shit, risk it all, Doug. Like 2019 pick, KP, you have to throw in Tim Hardaway, you know what I mean, to clear summer, money this summer and also like to match salaries and maybe give, give them Frank. That's the best offer I would give them. And I feel like right now at this moment, that could blow away anything uh, the L.A. could offer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, two comments I want to make on that. Kristaps um, Porzingis' health is not guaranteed. Um, right now, I believe that there are certain GMs out there who might be a little concerned on how good of a player he can be when he comes back just because he hasn't played any games since he tore his ACL. That's one, but he at his best, or what, he, or what we've seen him as, he's better than every player on the Lakers except for LeBron James. The other point is, if Anthony Davis joins the Knicks uh, from February and is traded there, that pick that the Knicks have might not be number one or two or three, just because with Anthony Davis, who's playing, um, and whatever other Pelicans players we get, the Knicks might be a better team and win more games that they might want to, or or the Pelicans might want them to. Um, Also... Uh, Fair point. They Fair they point have an eighty six. They the Knicks even if they're the worst team in the NBA will have an eighty six percent chance of not getting the number one pick. So right now maybe that number one pick isn't as high valued as we might think. But maybe if it comes to the point where eighty is still available in the summer and the Knicks are the worst team in the NBA, 
that might be an option because at that point the Knicks so it would would still have that fourteen percent chance of getting the number one or two pick. Um, but then there's that there's a whole thing with Christos Porzingis' contract. Will he still be available in the summer? Uh, what's I feel like you you have a thing to say about that? Um, well, it's just uh, the reality of it is Kristaps, uh, as we've discussed before on our pod, is a restricted free agent in the summer. So um, to our listeners that aren't uh, you know familiar to up on the the collective bargaining agreement of the National Basketball Association, we can explain that. Restricted free agency is basically the player can go into free agency. He's um, he could sign with any team, but uh, us or whatever team is his home team can match any offer. So that's value because the Pelicans. I mean, even if KP doesn't like New Orleans, doesn't want to be there, if they get if the Pelicans were knock on wood, I want you to knock on wood right there too, bro. I got you. But um, if they were to get KP. Um, they have the right to match any offer this summer. You know what I mean? So they'll be in the driver's seat. And, you know, I mean, you lose a franchise player like AD, right? You know what I mean? Like you got a, a consolation prize is getting a 90% version of him. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's that's pretty fucking good. And you get control of his destiny this summer. Um, that's pretty, that's a big fucking deal. And also like on the flip side, uh, speaks to the urgency that the Knicks have right now. Right now, in terms of these negotiations, you trade, these trade talks with AD, um, with Boston out the picture, the Knicks have more power now in the negotiation than they will have down the line. I think mm-hmm. that could be argued because they have KP on a contract and the, the pick right now, the farther we are from the draft. I mean, I think we're still at a good point where our tank is uh, pretty much formidable right now, but right now that pick, that pick is more of an unknown, but to the NBA unknown means potential, right? So say after we AD still a Pelican after the draft lottery, what if our pick falls? You know what I mean? Then, like, that's a worse pick without KP on the contract. We're in a weaker position in terms of negotiation. So that's that's the story on that. Yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know. I feel like the Pelicans, they're just going to be extremely cautious. And I feel like KP's health and what pick the Knicks' pick might fall under um, if they trade away Anthony Davis in February, I feel like that might be too much for them to 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 lose. Again, I don't. I'm not really sure how the Pelicans front offices. I, they can't be good if they didn't give they much. They, they they didn't give much support for Anthony Davis all these years. Besides Drew Holiday, but besides that, they've been real shitty. Um, so I don't know. I feel like at this point, if I were the Pelicans and I had to choose between the Lakers and the Knicks, just because of just to be a little bit more cautious, I would probably go with the Lakers. But the, to me, like this is the thing with the NBA that I feel like a lot of fans don't realize um teams usually like i'd say maybe seven or eight times out of ten don't trade super duper stars to other teams within their conference you know what i mean i think it's a rarity basically you know what i mean like anytime you saw with the pacers just two years ago uh their gm pretty much did not want to trade him to boston uh because they were in the conference you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. they had the foresight not to send it send him to a, a rival and they sent him across the fucking map to OKC. Um, you saw San Antonio, like from every report you could see in the last year or so, that Popovich had no intention of trading Kawhi to the Lakers. Because to him, it's fuck Lakers all day, gang, 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 fuck the Lakers. That's that's Pop basically. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he repping that that black and silver hard, and as he should, because like that Lakers Spurs rivalry is crazy. But so basically, and 
let's get to pop right now before I, before I lose that thought. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Stephen A. Right? Stephen A. Smith. Mm-hmm. Stephen A. Smith. Uh, Screaming A. Smith, as uh, most people affectionately refer to him, <laughs> um, said that Dell Demps, um, the the GM of the Pelicans, reached out to Popovich because he was a former player under under Popovich for advice on how to handle this, all this. And Popovich said, "Quote: um, Don't cave into the Lakers." And now that's like. Yo, son, I want you all over there. It's like fucking clap, applause, whatever. If we somehow <laughs> by miracle get AD, you put a statue out in front of MSG or Popovich. Because like if he got into Dell Demps' ear and makes it happen like that, yo, Pop already the greatest coach of all time. Fuck Phil Jackson. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, but man. yeah, that's basically the situation right now. And um. In terms of the Pelicans, like like we were saying, you don't know how their like their front office is. Like to quote that little that little ogre former commissioner uh, David Stern, uh, Dell Demps is a shit GM. He said that. That's a quote. I don't think it's an exact quote, but he basically said he's a terrible GM. Yeah. Um, and that to me, that's working to our favor. You got a terrible GM with Popovich saying don't trade him to the Lakers, and uh, Boston ain't in the picture. Like yo. I mean, this might be kind of sacrilegious as a Knicks fan, but I'm feeling optimistic, bro. What do you think? Am I being delusional or what? Uh, no, no. We gotta, we gotta be optimistic. At this point, it's, it's. Everybody's saying the Knicks still have a long shot of getting Anthony Davis, but at this point, besides the Lakers, I don't think any other team right now has a good shot at getting uh, Anthony Davis. There are teams out there that have better pieces to trade and better assets to trade, like the Nuggets, but. At this point, Anthony Davis is pretty clear he wants to be on a winning team, but also on a big market. And a player of that caliber kind of deserves that. So that's the advantage that New York has. Um, just that big market uh, appeal for players. And you know, I, I want I want to transition to another good news that we heard today. Uh, reported uh, is that Kevin Durant apparently now has a strong chance of signing with the Knicks if he doesn't stay with the with the Warriors. So that's courtesy of the same report from Rick Buecher, by the way. It was all one article, so it was fire. So yeah. apparently his thinking is that uh, the Knicks are trying to get AD, and uh, KD's already eyeing us. So getting AD would be like, okay, like, yo, all right, we got something right now. You know what I mean? It's not just potential we're trying to sell you on. It's not just organization. We got a bona fide stud ready to play with you. You know what I mean? Like AD, I mean, besides Steph, AD would be the best player that KD's ever played with. You know what I mean? So... Like, I mean, I want to walk back to, like, you think the Nuggets got better assets than us? Like, for real? Uh, I don't know the contracts that they have, but they have a lot of young, good guys there, like Gary Harris and Jamal Murray. Um, and I think they have all their picks and all that. But, like, I mean, obviously KP's on the shelf with injury, but I feel like KP just trumps every asset um, a healthy KP, on the Nuggets. Yeah. yeah, but it's like, I mean, yeah, it's tricky, like a lower leg injury with a big man, especially mm-hmm. seven foot three guy. But um, ACLs, I feel like, have as a for like the last decade or so, they haven't been as much of a uh, like a major death knell. You know what I mean? Like it hasn't been like a devastating kind of injury. You know what I mean? But to the point where like a player comes back and they'll still be like, um, their trajectory doesn't really like completely just go off the rails. You know what I mean? So I think uh, in terms of that, I think KP trumps every every fucking. Um, Asset that Denver got. I mean, who they got? Fucking wheelchair bound uh, Michael Porter Jr. Like, nah. So. I mean, uh, in, just in terms of health, I think that sorry puts on a deficiency. But a healthy KP trumps every other option that's been out there, even Jason Tatum. Um, but shit, mm. we we have a lot of 
a lot of things to look out for. This next week is going to be very crazy. We're just going to be on our phones the whole time uh, looking for any new tweets or updates. Um, How's that different from any other day? That's <laughs> true. That's true. But, shit, there's a lot to look up for. Um, you know, all these players trying to play for the Knicks, especially one other player from Turkey. He's he really trying to play for the Knicks right now. He's trying to I mean, play every game. We're on a high right now, so I get to that. But I also want to kind of t- go back on the, the philosophical thing about the, the oh, AD. Yeah. I mean, we had a, a little, I want to say debate, but just like a little exchange about um, um, winning with homegrown talent and how much you want to give up. Yeah. I mean, um, it, I mean, what's your take on that? I'll let you have the floor. Sure. I mean, me personally, I think I just always felt like it was sweeter when a homegrown talent team is able to take the championship. And I, I give the example of the the Warriors when they won their first title with, you know, Steph and Clay and Draymond leading the way with, uh, you know, some minor trades like Andre Iguodala. I just felt like that was sweeter versus, you know, the Warriors winning with Kevin Durant. That just felt like they kind of bought it, but. You know, I, I at the end of the day, for the Knicks, uh, you know, I, I don't want to say I'd rather. It, it would be nice to see Kristaps, you know, playing better than Anthony Davis and you know Kevin Knox reaching his potential and Frank reaching his potential. That, but there's there's so many question marks and an opportunity again. You know, this is I'm going to repeat this over and over again. The opportunity to get a generational player like Anthony Davis is almost slim to none, and it happens once every long while. And the next time an opportunity comes like this, it, we we don't know when that can happen. And you, when when an opportunity like that knocks on the door, you gotta take advantage and try to sign that player, especially if that player is saying that he'd be interested in playing for your team. And mm-hmm. uh, that's true, true. yeah. I mean, I, I think at the end of the day, it's 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 it was nicer seeing D Wade win his first title without LeBron than D Wade waiting on LeBron to win another title. You know what I mean? So. <clears throat> that's I think just, Miami fans minded those titles. Though. I mean, Miami I mean, fans are some of the worst fans. Miami fans suck, though. Um, but true. Yeah, but you know, you know, I mean, you know what I'm saying. You, you know what I'm trying to get at, right? Like LeBron, like, LeBron winning the Cleveland title, uh, winning the title for Cleveland was really nice because he's from there. He was drafted by them. He was able to help them win the title. Versus like, say, Kevin Durant went to Cleveland instead and helped them win a title. Cleveland would love it, but it's a little bit sweeter when it's your own homegrown talent doing it for you. But then again, they signed LeBron as a free agent two years prior to winning that ring, and they also traded for Kevin Love. You know what I mean? I mean, that's just the reality of the NBA. Yeah, like, yeah. It's trades and signings. Like, if you can't draft a star, you got to trade for one or sign one. You know what I mean? And it's just perspective because at the end of the day, like, we've been dog shit, bro, as a franchise. Right, like, since right. 99. That's the last time we were in the finals. You know what I mean? <laughs> 20 years ago. Um, Anthony Davis was a calm six years old then so it's i don't like yo like 100 percent. i feel you it's all it's about it's about sentimentality because like at the end of the day i can't like fault you for thinking that way because at the end of the day like how uh, how a person decides to be a fan and connect to the game of basketball that's that's like that's all like that's their business you know what i mean like it's it's to their own and like you can't really fault anybody for just being attached to these to these kids and to the, to the idea of, like, building something homegrown and sustainable. But like you said many, many times that we're going to hammer home, this is like a once-in-a-lifetime thing. You know what I mean? Like, this opportunity to, to – the opportunity to be in this conversation is once-in-a-lifetime. Like, this Bleacher Report right now, Rick Peter Rick said it. For the, for the first time in a long time, the Knicks are a power broker in a conversation for a star, bro. 
because mm-hmm. we got assets. Like we got assets and we got money coming up this summer to spend to get another star. That we've had one or the other here or then, you know what I mean, throughout the years. But we've never been in that kind of position where we got assets to trade for one and then money to sign another one soon after. Like it's been a minute since you could say that about the Knicks. Probably never. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, but just to kind of throw some cold water on it, it do seem like from all all these reporters are saying, like AD, his number one choice is obviously the Lakers. So that's why I'm like, if you're religious, whoever you pray to, pray to Popovich tonight instead if you're a Knicks fan. <laughs> Make sure he's texting Dell Demps. Like, like, just, yo, if he has any sway in this and convinces him not to trade him to the Lakers, because I don't think they want to, because like you seen the, the the tampering shit that happened today, right? Oh yeah, fifty k, fifty k, damn. I mean, that wasn't even for tampering. That was for Rich Paul going on record with a trade demand, because that's a no no in the NBA. Like you're not supposed to like if you make a trade demand, it's supposed to happen behind scenes. But like your agent can't come out and publicly say like, yo, we demanding the trade. Yo, you know side I mean? note, side note. Uh, you remember when J.R. Smith was was fined fifty k? Feel like for, he's been fined 50k for, multiple times. No, nah, there was but. one time he was fined 50k for untying shoelaces during t- during the free throws. You remember that? This Fucking dude, SGR, this dude was untying <laughs> shoelaces and he was fined 50k. But anyway, go ahead, continue. 50k is a lot, but continue. Yeah. I mean, I saw fucking somebody did an exchange rate 50k to AD right now. It's like if, per, if a regular person is making 50k a year, it's like 98 bucks. Yeah. Like uh-huh. exchange rate exchanging like the rich people to the poorest so i mean that's that's nothing to him i bet you fucking lebron venmo him 50k right now just like yo i got it don't worry about it don't even i got you bro but but damn like that's not even the, t- the thing like the pelicans after news came out yesterday i don't know if you've seen this they were like our organization is gonna take our time with the transaction we're not gonna get let outside forces uh um you know pressure or something like that like I- i'm paraphrasing and then they said um they're going to have the NBA um, look into tampering. You know what I mean? Yeah. An outside force is obviously Rich Paul and AKA LeBron James. You know what I mean? And to, with these last 48 hours that taught me about the NBA, like this is fucking LeBron's league, bro. And it's like the player's league. And it's, to me, it's dope. Like maybe eight years ago, eight, nine, eight, nine years ago, I would have been like tied at it. But like now with perspective, like, yo, I fuck with the players having this much power. You know what I mean? Yeah, but uh, the one concern that I have is is LeBron continuously uh, whispering to Rich Paul's ears. He probably is, and is how how uh, convincing Rich Paul can be to Anthony Davis to say no to everyone else but the Lakers because LeBron's in Rich Paul's ears the whole time. That's true. And who That's who is Rich true. Paul really looking out for? Is he looking out more for Anthony Davis's career, or is he looking out more for his his buddy LeBron? You know what I mean? So. I mean, yeah, that's all. That's right all now, speculation, but yeah. I mean, tell him it's like he's, he's trying to he's trying to have his cake and eat it too. You know what I mean? Like he can make LeBron happy and make AD happy by getting to the Lakers. So that's that. I think that's Rich Paul's like perspective. You right. know what I mean? But shit, I mean, it's rare for a team to trade a superstar of that kind of caliber to another team in the same conference. Like it's happened before. I'm not gonna say it's never happened, but it's like a rarity. You know what I mean? Kawhi went from San Antonio to Toronto. Um, uh, let's, the Kyrie trade was, I feel like, was a special case because Dan Gilbert is like a terrible owner, which mm-hmm. kind of makes me worried again because the Pelicans front office is terrible. So shit, there goes my optimism. 
But yeah, I mean, I mean that could work to the Knicks' benefit too. But yeah, I mean, and the Lakers got the more pressure than anybody because right now we don't have uh, an aging superstar trying to win another ring. They do. Yeah, and Magic's and Magic's under a lot of pressure too, just because he couldn't get Kawhi or PG right now. So he's like, exactly. I can't, he's like, can't strike out a third time. Yeah, and like you could tell, I feel like the Lakers are driving out the pressure just because they're frustrated. Like PG would even take a free agent meeting with them that summer. And Pop wasn't fucking with him. And in the year before that, like, L.A. was trying to negotiate with Indiana. And I don't think Indiana wanted to trade a Paul George to, to L.A. either. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? There was like, no, we're going to go try to get the best deal possible for us. And it worked for them. You know what I mean? So, like, obviously the players' um, desires have a, have a role in all this, I think. But it's also, like, what the, what the best deal period is. You know what I mean? So, like, they're not going to be sentimental about this, the Pelicans, I think. I think they're going to take the best deal available. And it's like, if we wanted to go all in, guns blazing with an offer, KP, the 2019 pick, Frank, and just like throw in Canner or Tim Hardaway in there. It's like a poo-poo platter of like amazing like assets. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Shit. I say go for it. If we can keep Kevin Knox, yeah, go for it. Keep Mitch, too. Learn oh, from yeah. AD. For sure. But... Cautious optimism is my thing. Right now, I'm like, it's like obviously the adrenaline because all this news is, news is fresh. Like the Bleacher Report report just dropped like a couple hours ago. But cautious optimism. But like the Lakers, I think this is this is their Super Bowl basically. Like, if they don't get AD right now, who they gonna, who are they trying to who the, who can they sign this summer? You know what I mean? Like, will KD go there? I mean, I saw Bleacher Report. They said Kyrie's open to reuniting with LeBron. Yeah. So they're trying to get that big three popping. That's gonna be crazy, bro. AD, LeBron, and Kyrie. Whew. Yep. That's the NBA, man. Everything, everything could change in in a matter of days. The whole landscape. Let's say the Pelicans ask for Knox, though. Would you say nah? Would Knox keep you from wanting getting AD on the team? So Knox, Frank, KP, first rounder, and you know, in a big salary to match, like Tim Hardaway or Canner. Uh. If they say we we could give you AD right now, just throw us Knox. And if and if they say like throw us Knox, or we're just gonna hold on to AD until the summer and then negotiate with Boston, you know what I mean? What, what do you do? It's gut check time, right? What do you do in that situation? Uh, I gotta compose myself real quick. I got I gotta think about this one. We're we're still keeping Mitch Robinson though, right? Yeah. So it's Knox, Frank, KP, Tim Hardaway, 2019 pick. That's that's the nuclear offer. You know what I mean? That's like if if like LA came with some strong shit, or if our mystery team comes with some super strong like offer. That's like our trump card, right? Would you be willing to go that far if it meant um, AD or not? If New Orleans basically said throw us Knox on top of everything, and we'll give you Anthony Davis right now. What do you, what, what would you do? Who are the other wings that the Knicks still would still have besides Courtney Lee? Dotson, uh, man. I like Dotson. No, I I love Dotson. Um, no, don't get me wrong. I, don't, I love Dotson. Trier, Trier's not a wing. He's like a combo guard. It's uh, just who who's left that has a high ceiling at that point. Trier has a high ceiling. Mitch has a high ceiling. Davis would have a high ceiling, and Anthony Davis, his ceiling is a fucking roof. To quote Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
You remember that quote, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that drunk motherfucker. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> would that would that be a deal breaker for me? Uh, yeah. Would you hang up yeah. the phone? I that would be a deal breaker for. I I would double check. I'll be like, you sure not? I'll be like, no, nah, no, nah, nah, no, no knocks. Take 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 Mitch instead. And then I would say yes. But what if they say, nah, we don't want Mitch. We're getting our big man in KP already. We want Knox. We want that wing. We want to rebuild. We want to have a nice core. If we're giving away our superstar, what do you do? I mean, you're gonna get the you're wing. Scott you're gonna get the right wing now. from the draft. You're gonna get the wing from the draft. You're gonna get Zion or Barrett. But uh, the Pelicans are being greedy right now. They're trading away their generation superstar. They want Knox. They want that pick to get a wing. They want KP. What do you do if you're Scott Perry and Steve Mills right now? I'm gonna say you no. hang up the phone. I want to say you no. block their email. That's, you say I, no, Doug. I I would sure. say no. I would say no. If it's between getting AD, you choose the Knox. Because because without AD, I'm gonna get Zion Williamson or RJ Barrett. You getting a 14 percent chance at Zion Williamson or Barrett? I'll get 28 percent chance. You taking a 28 no, percent chance I'll, at the two, at the big two and Knox over Anthony. Tyrone Wiggums, Ignatius Davis. You're telling me that? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Just because I mean, oh man, this is hard. That's just bold. because because there's that free bold. there's that free agency class. There's that free agency class too. Uh, Kevin Durant is pretty fond of Anthony Davis. I don't know if he's fond of Kevin Knox. I mean, he says he's got potential. But Anthony Davis. I mean, shit. What do you do, bro? You Scott Perry right now. Yeah, I would, I would do it. I would do it. I, it would take me a while to to come up with that decision. Uh, if I want to align with them, I, I would. I would do it just because that'll give me the chance to sign Kevin Durant. <laughs> I'll sign some other free agents. Uh, we got we still got some young guys and Anthony Davis and Kevin Durant and possibly I mean just those two guys in of itself were title contenders. Yeah, I mean shit. We get AD and KD like knock on every piece of wood I got in my vicinity but that 2020 title looking very realistic but would we have enough that, would we have good enough rotational pieces we'd have to do some extra trades then at that point I think it'll come down to just like we'll have like the middle mid-level exception to use I think pretty sure I gotta I gotta yeah, go they're gonna need they're gonna need better NBA pieces handbook. around them yeah because dots and that's true but it's like enough. But it's, it's basically like you get your stars and worry about the rest later. You know yeah. what I mean? Like Philly didn't give a fuck that the depth was shallow, but they went for it with Jimmy Butler, and now they got three top 25 players on on their same roster. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like And AD, KD, that's two of the top five players. So, yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah I mean, and, you know, shit, you get AD – do whatever you fucking t- take to fucking clear all all the books for the summer to give KD his max and maybe have a little money left over to get a, a good point guard or something. Right. You know what I mean? Because I saw, um, I think it was the New York Post, said uh, the, the Knicks front office is fond of Eric Bledsoe. Um, Eric Bledsoe is a Kentucky alumni, and that Kentucky brotherhood runs strong, so I'm sure he would love to play with AD. So let's say somehow, some way, we trade for AD. Somehow, somewhere, we clear the books. Uh, AD, KD, and a Bledsoe Big Three with like a bunch of veteran minimum signings and uh, um, Dotson and Trier and whatever draft pick we we do have our second rounders or whatever. That's a contender in the East, regardless, bro. 
for you sure. Know what I mean? Contender in the East, I don't know if that's good enough to beat the Warriors without Kevin Durant and just just that you know core that they have. But that's definitely a contender in the East for sure. And but that's the thing though, like the yeah. Warriors are gonna be a weaker if KD were to leave. You know what I mean? And then like the West is gonna get stronger. I mean the Lakers, I feel like they will get somebody. I don't know if it'll be AD. It'll probably be AD. You know what I mean? Just being that that realistic Knicks fan that I am. But say we get AD, the Lakers will probably get somebody big too this summer. You know what I mean? Like I saw um, Clay Thompson. He said if the the Warriors don't give a or not Clay Thompson himself, but the report is if the Warriors don't give Clay his max this summer, he's willing to go to LA. So I think they're sitting pretty. They got money this summer. But yeah, the Warriors. I don't even think we'll have to worry about the Warriors if like we're even in that contender conversation next next summer. You know what I mean? Yep. It's tough, bro. Like, yeah, I love Knox, his potential. Like, when we drafted him, I said I was higher on him than I was for Frank, and I like Frank, too. But, like, AD's a whole different beast, bro. Yep. Whole different beast. But, shit, man. We'll see what happens. Trade deadlines next week. And, I mean, the good news is the Knicks haven't, I know, like, you would know for a fact if they offered their, their best offer because the trade would already probably happen. And it seems like the Pelicans are taking their time. But I don't know. We'll see. Trade deadline next week, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh... back to reality. <laughs> Go for it. I, I, what's what's back to reality? What else are we gonna discuss today? Um, some weird shit happened today, bro. Yeah, what happened? So like, I don't I don't know why the New York Post would do this, but they apparently went and uh, spoke to a, a flaming dumpster. And this flaming dumpster gave him uh, some interesting quotes today. Do you want to know what this flaming dumpster said? What do you say, man? Um. Well, first of all, this, this dumpster has a name. <laughs> this this rotting, reeking, rancid dumpster has a name. Na- name rhymes with penis. Does it? Enus? Anus? I don't give a fuck. Cancer said today that uh, it's delusional fuck. I can't even say it. But he, this motherfucker was saying like, yeah, the Knicks fans want to see me out there. They're dying to see me play or some shit like that. So I'm going to let you take it while I gather let my me, Let me quote my, it. They say, <laughs> Ennis Kenner, <laughs> he said, and I quote, they want to see me out there. When they don't, they start to get pissed. They want me to go to be out there. This is Ennis Kenner because he's not getting minutes for the Knicks right now. Uh, this guy has been pissed for, for quite some time now. Um, this superstar level. Right. Superstar level big diaper baby bitch. Right. So I had to cut you off there and correct you. Go ahead. Now you're finishing my sentence right there. But he, he, he's under the assumption or idea that Knicks, that the Knicks fan base wants to see him play. Get, you know, dude, get, get, they got to they gotta get rid of him ASAP. He keeps talking so much shit. And in reality, it's really like five percent of the fan base who wants to see him play because they're they're chanting his name. Uh, but nobody wants to see him play. He probably paid him off too, motherfucker. Probably, probably. They they just and maybe did... he was. But not a good job. But maybe he was misquoted. Maybe he was referring to the opponent. I bet the opponent would love to see him out on the court. Easy bucket every day, son. Oh, Easy bucket. That motherfucker is food on the pick and roll. Uh, seriously, he he got so mad that they that they didn't play him during the Rockets. That was, I think, the first game that he got a DMP because he was told he was going to start, which 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 I think was a little weird. I don't know why he was told he'd start but still get the DMP, but whatever. He got the DMP, but the Knicks 
like were almost beat the Rockets. And if Canary even played for a minute, uh, that would have been a, a much bigger loss just because they're just gonna pick and roll the shit out of him. And at that point, he's nothing. He's like, he, he's exactly. really just invisible at that point. Uh, I don't, I don't know who he thinks wants to see him play. Uh, it might have been the Heat fans. Um, I think it was a Heat game, I, right? You know. That they were chanting for him. Probably, maybe the Nets game. I think the Nets game was the one where he threw another tantrum and like Mario Zanya was because uh, he was fucking being pouty on the bench while we were going on a run or something. Mario Zanya went over to the, the the piece of shit. It was just like, yo, stand the fuck up and cheer. You know what I mean? Like, be a teammate. Stop being a fucking baby. So much respect to Mario. You know what I mean? Like, if he, if this is the only season we see him in Knicks uniform, he gave me two good memories. He scolded cancer and he dunked on Giannis so he's he's good in my book what what really annoys me is that he keeps saying every game right that he wants to be a good teammate he he's gonna do everything he can to be a good teammate yet every game he's complaining about not playing like how are you being how are you how are you you know being such a hypocrite uh by saying you're gonna be a good teammate but then during huddles stand away from the team not cheer continuously moan and bitch and then just keep tweeting different shit and just he at this point, who would want him on their team? He's just a bad player. At this point, he's being a bad teammate. I respect the person. Nobody I respect, wants him, bro. I respect him as a humanitarian and all his struggles and all that. But, shit, as a basketball player right now, he, I'm, if it's possible, I'm losing even more and more respect for him. As a basketball player and as a teammate, like, fuck him. You know what I mean? Like, yo, obviously much respect for, like, what he's doing with speaking out against Turkey. But uh, all other aspects of him as a person, he's a cornball. You know what I mean? Like, this motherfucker was talking about, like, yeah, I wanted to start all season and possibly make the All-Star game. Nobody was going to make you an All-Star, bro. Like, these coaches watch tape. You know what I mean? They they see you on defense, bro. They don't close All-Star. their eyes when you're playing on that end. Man, he just he, – he needs to go. He's just that little – that little zit that just won't go away. He just keeps coming back. He's a fucking hemorrhoid in fucking seven-foot form. You know what I mean? Like, he's an hemorrhoid, deeply lodged in an asshole of the Knicks franchise. Like, fuck him. Once we pop that zit and get him out of here, we'll be happy. Like, the fact is nobody wants him. Like, as you were saying, like, we would trade him for pennies right now if we could. He's been on the market. That rumor about, like, us trading him to the Kings, that like, was a month ago, mm-hmm. almost. You know what I mean? Weeks ago. Like, if if anybody wanted him, he's an expiring contract. You know what I mean? And, like. Nobody wants him. We would have we would have traded him already. Yeah. I think like honestly, I'm hoping but after the trade deadline, if he's still on the roster, we just buy him out. Like same thing the Nets did with Kenneth Fareed, just buy him out and let him go somewhere else. Pay Even him. then, who the fuck would sign him? Pay him to leave. That's what we're gonna do. Just just get the fuck out of here. Take your mice. Go. Dip dip. Man. Yeah. Like shit. I'll pay him to leave. I got I got a couple of dollars in my wallet. Like shit. <laughs> I'll throw it at him. It's about how much he's worth anyway. Like, at least he wants on a basketball court. Like, and people think we're being, like, too biased and shit. Like, yo, nah. You look up any stat, any metric, any advanced metric, any basic metric. Knicks play it worse anytime Canner hits the floor. Like, it's a fact. Factually. Then watch the games. This motherfucker's getting toasted every time down on defense. He tried on defense the, the start of last season and the start of this season. But then even him trying was he was mediocre. Now he's back to being just pure blown ass. You know what I mean? Like... It's just enough of this guy already, man. <sighs> the the I mean that that's it for the canner rant, but we we picked up on this yesterday. Um, the, the the one good thing that the Knicks have going right now is their G League organization, and we we really noticed that yesterday when Kadeem Allen got his first minutes on the court, and he showed no signs of. A lack of confidence. He went and balling. He was dishing out the ball, scoring when he wanted. He was getting rebounds. He was hustling. He plays defense. 
And that really just goes to show that the G League for the Westchester Knicks right now, they're they're doing well uh, for us. They, they've thrown together a lot of solid players that the Knicks have called up, and we've seen it right now. We see it right now with Kadeem Allen earlier this year. We saw Luke Cornette. Uh, who are some of the other guys that we've seen recently? Um, Trey I mean, Burke? Last year, yeah, Trey Burke was a Westchester Knicks gem. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, he was balled out over there. We signed him because he was balling out over there. Um, our, our coaching staff in the in the G League apparently is really good because they developed these these undrafted guys. Like, Luke Cornette, he looks like a poor man's uh, KP, but yeah. he, has, he has transferable skills in the NBA. He could block shots and he could shoot a three. Like, that's that's valuable in our league and literally the opposite of Cantor. <laughs> exactly. He, he was undrafted at our Vanderbilt. You know what I mean? And we signed him to our G league squad. We developed him there. He came up, he's been getting some playing time and he's not good by any means, but he's, I'd much rather have him out there than Cantor. And just, just a touch on that for a little, a little bit again, Fisto got asked about that. Why aren't you playing Cantor? He was like, I'm trying to play my style. I want to play switchable. I want to play versatile. That's not Cantor. Canner would probably be an all-star if this was 1965. You know what I mean? That's the only decade he'd he'd be an all-star. You know what I mean? He can't pass. He can't shoot. He's a black hole. He's garbage on defense. Like, that's enough of that. But, like, to pivot back, like, our G League squad's been doing well and just Kadeem out. Like, I gave him props. He was defending his ass off last night, bro. Like, it was like watching a little more athletic, like Ron Baker. You know what I mean? Like a cross-racial comparison there. But, I like what I've seen from him. He's like a he's, he's a defensive oriented combo guard. So I like that we we picked him up on two way contract. And I think he was with us over the summer too. Like I seen him in some preseason games. Uh, when they came to play DC over here, I went to a preseason game, and I know Kadeem Allen was on the roster. So it's good to see him like resurface again. But yeah, our G League's like much props to uh, Steve Mills because I feel like he's he's been here throughout the last five, six years while our G League program has been, like, getting built up. You know what I mean? He's, I think he's the one that put Allen Houston as a GM over there. And um, I saw our coach down there, the G League coach, uh, Mike Miller, no relation to the other Mike Miller. Um, he was part of the, the, the Spurs uh, G League uh, team as well. You know what I mean? So yeah. he plucked from a good organization over there, and he's making some magic happen in Westchester because I think the Knicks are, have been having – their G League squad has been having, like, a winning record every year. You know what I mean? Like – they play hard and they run a good system and we found some gems. Like you can go back all the way a couple of years. Like we, Langston Galloway was an undrafted G league guy we brought up and like now he has a NBA viable NBA career. And that started with us. You know what I mean? Jason Randall wasn't so bad either uh, a few years ago. So he's getting minutes with the Wizards right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's pretty good. So, you know, hats off to the Knicks G league. Somebody's doing something right with the organization. So yeah. And uh, it's, it's too, uh, I think uh, this year we got to give credit to to Obama's brother-in-law, Craig Robinson, I think his name is. He's the VP of player development for the Knicks. Mm-hmm. He, Scott Perry brought him in, I think it was uh, two summers ago. So he's been uh, in charge of that in terms of development and shit, specifically with the G League. So much props to that. And, you know, hopefully he could get into Obama's ear one day and buy the team from Dolan. But that's crossing your fingers and shit. How sick would that be? <laughs> Some random, we completely <laughs> hypothetical situation. Obama wants to buy out the Knicks, yo. <laughs> Shit, man. <laughs> Optimistic guys episode here. We're talking about fantasy land. Let's take a trip. Let's take a trip. Take a trip, man. <laughs> Barack. <laughs> His name on the garden. Like, new owner of the Knicks. <laughs> All right. Well, 
it, it'll be leading the parade with KD and AD in 2020. We're going to be right behind them, sponsored by the Nickish Podcast. Yep. Well, me drunkenly running butt naked. <laughs> Yo, I'll be on Jeez. Anthony Davis' shoulders, all, all cheering all the way. <laughs> you on his shoulders like you're a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucking KD has me like in, in front of his chest, like I'm a fucking child, like a harness. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. All right, yo, that that pretty much wraps it up, man, for for this week's episode. Next week, well, these next seven days are gonna be really critical uh, for the NBA, just because the trade deadline's coming up and the All Star mm-hmm. Game's coming up. So if nothing too crazy happens with with the NBA, especially the Knicks, then you and I will be discussing the All Star. Uh, rosters and the reserves. I'm not sure when they're going to announce the reserves. Do you know? Um, I think next week. But uh, you want to kind of touch on the the starters, though? I know they got just announced. So, um, I guess we we'll give a quick, uh, rapid fire thoughts on that if you if you want. Yeah, yeah. No. I mean, overall, I'm, I'm pretty satisfied with the with the lineup. Uh, <laughs> there are a few snubs, but you know, what do you what are your thoughts? Um. All right. So we I guess we got to list out the teams though for yeah. uh for our listeners. But the West, I think it was a uh, Steph. Harden, LeBron, um, KD, and Paul George, or I'm tripping. Let I'm me, going off memory. Uh, I don't know for sure. I'm trying to pull it up right now. Um, Probably should not go off memory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give me one second. It's in Charlotte this year, so it was nice that Kemba Walker got a starter. That was nice. Um, it is nice, but I also have thoughts on that. To say briefly. Okay. Just, I mean, I could just say right now, but like, I, yo, much respect to Kemba. That dude busted his ass, and he came out hot the season. But I think like his numbers kind of dropped progressively as the season went on, and I low key feel like Simmons de- deserved it more. And I know he gets a lot of shit for his jumper, but he's been pretty good on defense. He still his numbers across the board. Like he doesn't shoot, but he knows he doesn't shoot, and he's that kid's a fucking basketball whiz kid, yo. Like he knows when to get his teammates the best shots, the best layups, open layups, and he's shooting like what 50 55 from the field like i don't know but that's i think that's just nitpicking like kemba well deserved uh, you know probably would put simmons there if i was if that was me making the making the teams yeah so <clears throat> the starters right now we'll start with the west uh we have steph curry kevin durant paul george james harden lebron and for the eastern conference we got Giannis, attentacumpo joel Embiid, kyrie irving Kawhi leonard and kemba walker so I mean, no Doncic though. No disrespect. Thank God. I mean, he's good. He's great, <laughs> but I, I think I don't want him to get that much hype. But you know, maybe next year. You gonna piss off? You gonna piss off our Slovenian listeners, bro? <laughs> How dare you? Uh, some players who were snubbed: Jokic, Anthony Davis, who's been a little bit injured, but Jokic was a pretty big snub. Um, hot, hot take: Jokic should have been a starter over LeBron. Thoughts? LeBron missed mad games, bro. He missed he missed the last two weeks, but apart from that, he's played every single game. He missed like three weeks, I think. No, they were all in January, weren't they? Did he miss it before? He missed a couple of games, like spotty games. I mean, it's like <laughs> the end of January, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Possibly, but at like the end of the day, he's he's LeBron fucking James. He's it, still the best exactly, player in the world. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, that's just nitpicking, but it's just like, yo, like, we're just going straight on merit and games played. I feel like uh, Jokic and uh, AD had a bigger argument, or a better argument to be a starter over LeBron, you know what I mean? But, like, to most people, that's, like, sacrilegious. You can't have an all-star game without LeBron as a starter, you know what I mean? So, yeah, it is what it is, politics. 
but as far as everybody else goes, maybe maybe in the East, uh, uh, maybe Blake Griffin uh, was a snub. He's been playing a lot better this season. Um, as a front court though, who would you replace though? Embiid, Giannis. Oh no, I, w- I wouldn't replace. I wouldn't replace either of them actually. Uh, exactly. As far yeah. as guards go, yeah, I agree. Ben Simmons over <laughs> over um, Kemba, and if Oladipo didn't get injured, I would say Oladipo over Kemba too. Uh, we didn't touch on that. That shit was tragic, bro. Yeah. God damn. It was a torn quadricep tendon or a ruptured quadricep tendon in his knee. Ruptured. Like yeah. te- that's like m- way worse than an ACL injury, bro. Especially as like a guard that relies on athleticism and quickness. Like shit. And it's really sad because they were playing. He was playing so well, and it it just happened out of nowhere. It wasn't really anybody's fault. He wasn't yeah, driving it was too injury. hard. It just yeah, it was yeah. a freak injury. And- his leg get- leg just gave out and. Indiana, like, he missed some games of the season already. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, they had a winning record without him. You know what I mean? Like, the games he missed, they were a winning record. I don't know the exact figure, but I know for a fact it was a winning record. And they were on the come up. Like, they were in that top four East conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, now I feel like the playoffs just kind of got a lot less interesting because, like, Indiana, like, I don't think they'll fall out the playoff race, but, like, yo, Old Depot is, like, their one, like, playmaker. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Tyreek, you can't really. Tyreek Evans, you can't rely on him too much, but there, yeah, there's definitely things. a big, there's still, you know, a big imbalance of the scale between the number of potential all-stars in the West versus the East. Like, the West is clearly still a lot better, and I'm wondering at what point will they be fairly even. We'll see. Maybe when Anthony Davis joins the Knicks, right? I mean, you think, uh, let's go back to the West starters, though. Like, yeah, the West is stacked, you know what I mean? And, like, the guards were always going to be Curry and Harden. But Paul George, I know he's been having a crazy year. Before we started recording, we were saying he should be in the MVP combo, MVP combo, and uh, he's definitely. I should, I think he should be in the Defensive Player of the Year combo because like sure. OKC is like a top three defense, and that's Paul George is the main reason behind it. I think him and Adams. Like, but you think Paul George should have been All Star over AD and Jokic, just given the fact that Denver has been number one in the West for most of the season before Golden State started started creeping up. Uh, I think I think it's okay for him to start just because again he's still in that MVP conversation. So those those Jokic, but I mean if 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 Jokic replaced Paul George, if it flipped, I would have been okay with that too. I felt like it was either mm-hmm. or. I don't think I don't think Jokic is would be replace. He could replace Paul George, but it's not like Jokic deserved him more than Paul George just because George just really stepped it up this season and he's been he's been on a tear right now fucking beast bro but yo Jokic has been their point center though like the shit he's been doing is crazy like Mm. running pick and rolls with other big men on the team he's running pick and rolls with their guards and shit finding you know Jokic is like like we talk about like players being like freak athletes Jokic is like a different kind of freak because he's like a big he's like a gigantic fat kid but he's like out there just hooping you know what I mean like remember growing up in the park there was always like that fat ass kid at the park yeah. that was always mad nice that's fucking Jokic <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> like dead ass to a T for sure yo oh man he, he he's such a fun player to watch too um yo it looked like he's like he just shows up to the park in like just fucking jeans whips off the jeans he got basketball shorts under he got his backpack on <laughs> ready to hoop when his fucking beat up LeBron's and he's just busting ass out there with his fucking belly hanging out. That's Jokic. <laughs> That's the equivalent, Doug. What he's doing in the NBA. That's spot on. And he, and he was taken after Kristaps, so I've always said that Cat would be the only player that I would I would have taken instead of Kristaps, but Jokic. I think Jokic, Jokic is, is the better. 2014 draft, though. 
No, he's a 2014 I'm pretty sure they're the same season. No, no, no. He was uh, he was drafted in 2014. He stayed overseas for a year, and then he came in in the same year as uh, the 2015 class. He's 2014 second round. You sure? Yeah, I'm sure, bro. You want to bet? No, yeah, you got it. I just checked. <laughs> they, okay, yeah, they both started the same season. <clears throat> but that comparison, like, it's tough because, like, Jokic is killing right now, but, like, just that year away from the game that, that KP had is just going to fucking hurt him in the long run in terms of that comparison. But, like, a year and a half ago, I would have taken KP or Jokic easy to the potential. But now it's just like, damn. Shit. <laughs> That, dude, that kid is nice. That dude is nice. Yep. He's going to be in future MVP talks for sure if he keeps it up. And he's leaning down. He's going to talk right now, bro. Yeah, it's crazy. for sure. <clears throat> All right, well, that pretty much wraps it up. Uh, again, in the next seven days, so much shit can happen. Everything can change again. But no doubt. next week, you and I will talk about the reserves if if we have time for it. Otherwise, we might be talking about Anthony Davis on another team, maybe the Lakers, maybe the Knicks, maybe an outside team that we don't know about yet with a small market somehow pulls it off. Who knows? Um, Definitely not the Knicks. Uh, fuck the Knicks. They, they don't got no assets. You know, reverse <laughs> jinx, wink, wink. Reverse jinx, wink, wink. You know, all that. We ain't got no shot. <laughs> but, uh, all right. yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get to it, and hopefully next week we'll have a podcast because uh, – I know uh, our, our loyal listeners have have been fiending for it, and we have not delivered on a timely fashion. But that's that's on us. You know what I mean? So we got us. We got you guys next week. Yes, we do. And for those of you again who follow us on Instagram, that's Nick underscore Ish, and Twitter, Nick underscore Ish. Thank you again so much. Uh, we're gonna keep on posting more and more. Uh, we did fall a little bit behind on that. We're gonna pick that up a little bit. Um, and subscribe, please. And if you Refer to us to other people. We greatly appreciate that. Uh, but again, subscription and subscribing to, to us on Apple and Spotify is a big deal for us. And we really need that. Uh, keeps us going. And again, we appreciate everyone's support. So tune in for episode number 13. That should be dropped next week. Uh, thank you all for listening. And that's a wrap, man. Peace. Yeah, lucky number 13 next week. Just saying, lucky. But yeah, peace.